Shucky Ducky is the man Oh, Shucky Ducky was a way for me to say, I am thrilled to be here. Why not just say that? Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. It is the Herman Cain Show, six minutes past the hour. I am Chris Chandler, and we are live. Abrupt change of plans here. If you've been listening, you know that Herman, who lives and works in the Atlanta area, being honored at the Georgia State Capitol today. And it turns out that, of course, they're doing the honors at the worst imaginable moment, right smack in the middle of his program. So he has gone off. They've, he's got the hook from the show. He's gone off to get his, his uh, plaque or his statue or whatever they're doing there. We think he's going to come back. So we're going to carry on live here instead of tossing on a rerun. This is, of course, uh, Herman's usual time with Jamie Dupree. So while we've got him, we want to carry on with Jamie, who is live in Texas at this moment. Houston yesterday. Jamie is still in Houston. Yeah, yes, I am. Chris is back now. I'm at the University of Houston, which is where tonight's Republican debate will be. So right now, not many people here, uh, but uh, the candidates spending the day doing their final debate prep, and then we'll have the big debate tonight, the last one, obviously, before the March 1st primaries, the 10 of them. So, you know, you never know what can happen in one of these, and we'll have to see tonight, certainly, uh, if something pops up that changes the dynamic of this GOP race. This is a big, big deal tonight, most particularly, Jamie, I think, for Cruz and Marco Rubio. Yeah, I think, look at it, you got to figure out, I mean, who is going to go after Donald Trump tonight? I would assume somebody will. I mean, they're not just going to sort of sit there and do this, you know, all day and, 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 and have a debate in which they don't really hit anybody. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. It, 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 you know, look, Cruz has gone after Trump a number of times. Rubio and Trump have not really had a showdown in a debate. A lot of people say that, in a sense, Rubio is a bit uh, uh, reluctant or even afraid to go after Trump. And Trump really hasn't taken after Rubio at all. But remember what happened in the last debate. It was sort of a precursor of things to come. Ted, uh, Ted Cruz went after Trump, and Trump really hit him hard and started that whole thing about you know being a liar and more. So we'll have to see what happens tonight with this. It, it, uh, again, it comes at a very interesting moment in the GOP race. I think Cruz and Rubio might uh, make loud efforts to tear each other down. They're vying for that second, third place, sort of the alternative to Trump. Both of them want to be. I don't know. I just think that's a waste of time if you do that in, in that sense then Trump sort of skates, because what's one thing we've learned? Usually when there's a fight that breaks out, either it hurts one of the two involved or it hurts both of them. Uh, so far, so far, none of this has hurt uh, Donald Trump when he's uh, lashed out at other people, though he did not always get the best of everybody. Jeb Bush would be a perfect example. He didn't always get the best of Jeb Bush in the debates, but a lot of times he did. Uh, but, you know, I look back on a few debates ago when Chris Christie went after Marco Rubio. It certainly didn't help Rubio in New Hampshire, but it did not help Chris Christie either. Now, these candidates in Texas, by my count, you saw at least uh, three of them yesterday. In particular, this, of course, is Ted Cruz's home state, Jamie, but he really seems to have sort of retreated inside the Alamo this last couple of days. It seems like he has suddenly decided to bet an awful lot on his home state in these primaries Tuesday. Well, he was even using the language of the people who were at the Alamo and fighting at that time. And so I think that judging from Cruz's schedule, he's going to be here in Texas all day on Monday with several different stops. And he's going to be up in Oklahoma all day on Sunday as well. So that tells me that he feels like he knows he needs to do well here in the Lone Star State. He feels like maybe he's got a chance in Oklahoma and that he's got to take every opportunity because, look, I think it would be very hard for Cruz to move forward if he does not win in the state of Texas. Just like, I think, really uh, down the way, you know, this thing will shake out sooner or later. But Rubio faces the same problem in Florida as well. I know there's a new poll out today that shows Rubio, I think, uh, 15 or 16 behind Trump in Florida. Uh, that, I figure that's about right. Uh, I, I still think Rubio might be able to close that. But obviously, Trump is the GOP leader, period, end of sentence, except 
here in the state of Texas where certainly things are a little different for him. I saw a poll yesterday from a fairly obscure source, Emerson College. This had, though, Trump with one point, just one point behind Cruz there in Texas. You're on the ground. you get any sense that it's really that tight? Well, Emerson has, uh, has been close on a couple things in Iowa and New Hampshire and South Carolina, so pay attention to that. I, I, you know, I don't discount the possibility that it's sort of a three-way jumble here. Uh, being the horse player that I am, it's sort of like three horses racing for the line uh, at the same time and together, and maybe it's a head bob at the end that uh, one of them is able to get up and, and get going. So, uh, you know, it, I, I think nobody should be surprised if Trump is close. And I don't think anybody ought to be surprised that Cruz is not winning his home state. Uh, look, Donald Trump has been able to do an awful lot in this race, and the Tea Party certainly has a lot of origins in the state of Texas. And so it doesn't surprise me that he's been able to co-op some of those people. I mean, to me, still, the most interesting part, Chris, of this entire Republican race has been the ability of Donald Trump to, in a sense, take over the Republican Party, to take over the themes of the Tea Party, to take away the mantle from Ted Cruz of the outsider, and to do it on his own without really, you know, without really emphasizing a lot of the issues that conservative Republicans have been talking about for 30, 40, 50 years. And I think that's left a lot of Republicans very frustrated. They don't know how to go after Trump. They don't know how to reverse his standing, and they don't know how to undermine him overall at the ballot box. Keep that in mind here in a second. I got a question about that, but first, still on the subject of Ted Cruz, I have seen, it's a preposterous idea in my view, tell me what you think, but I have seen uh, in a couple of places within the last 24 hours, uh, blogs, uh, at least one uh, published news article suggesting Cruz should get out of the race to make way for Rubio. It's being planned well, in some place. Look, I think everybody would argue that the other guy should get out. I mean, John Kasich put out a news release earlier today that said Rubio should get out because he can't beat Trump in his home state. Well, Rubio was at like 28%. He was down by 15 or 16 points. But Kasich in the same poll, I think, was at 7 so there's a little math issue there, you might say. And look, everybody is trying to throw a little shade at everybody else to say, hey, you're the one that should get out. I get that. That's all part of the rough and tumble. I mean, in the same breath that you say, well, Rubio, you can understand him sticking around through Florida on March 15th. Well, I can understand um, I can understand Kasich sticking around till March 15th because that's the date of his home state's primary. And so you can certainly understand why nobody wants to be the one that gives up. Look, giving up a race for president is awful hard. You put in a lot of effort. And uh, that's why I think if Cruz cannot win in Texas, there'll be a lot of pressure on him to get out next week. It is 13 past the hour. My name is Chris Chandler. I'm speaking to you from Atlanta. Herman Cain has been called away uh, from the studio here. He's being honored at the state capitol in Georgia. That is right now. He is coming back, and he'll be back just in a little while. Meantime, talking to Jamie Dupree live in Texas. Jamie, on this subject of Trump, just completely having steamrolled and taken over, a colleague of mine went to a Trump rally here in Atlanta this past weekend. It was standing in the back uh, with the rallyers, and Trump started in with the uh, winning, 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 you know, which is kind of one of his... Uh, stock phrases and the guy standing next to my colleague who's a trump supporter just sort of chuckled and shook his head and laughed it's affection you know it's not they they hear all these things they sort of know in some cases they're not really serious they love it no listen i, I think part of this is personality let's get down to business uh, there's a lot of people attracted to donald trump simply because he is donald trump he is not a politician he has not uh, been in congress he has not been in the political world and i think that is something that for them is a plus it's not what he believes on the issues. Now, immigration, I do think, is something that he has taken advantage of. But there's not many issues. When I talk to Trump voters, it's not dominated by, well, I wanted to come here and ask uh, the candidate about his views on Medicare reform or on how he's going to reform the VA. You know, uh, Donald Trump has a very simple kind of uh, straightforward answer. 
yeah, that screwed up, and we're going to fix it if you elect me. Well, how are you going to do it? No, you don't understand. I'm going to fix it if you elect me. And a lot of people like that pretty straightforward, basic message. Now, people like Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz have argued on the trail in recent days. Yeah, when he says he's going to hire smart people, that's not really an answer that a presidential candidate could give. But so far, it's definitely working for Donald Trump. How much does he need this debate tonight and or how much does he need to mix it up? versus standing there and being quiet and let, letting the rest of them go at it. Well, you know, what a lot of people have, have been saying for months is that once the field gets winnowed, then Donald Trump will be exposed. He won't be able to deal with just a few people on the debate stage because it'll be uh, really detailed. Well, you know, look, the last debate had six people in it. Donald Trump didn't exactly uh, uh, drown in the shallow end of the pool or something like that. He, he came out on the offensive against Ted Cruz and, and really did. I thought it was one of his best debates. So I don't think he's going to sink or anything like that tonight. But you do have to wonder if the moderators will try to get him into some of those longer form kind of discussions about details on policy and whether Marco Rubio and or Ted Cruz will try to zero in on that. Yeah, the the, the Rubio team is, is sort of putting out the word today that they're not going to attack uh, I, I guess I, I try to turn myself inside out and think, well, maybe they're trying to screw with us and that they're actually going to attack tonight, so we want to be surprised when it happens. This is CNN tonight, right? Is it it's Jake Tapper? Yep. Uh, you know, I don't know exactly who it is. I would yeah. assume it's him, maybe Dan Abash and others. And so they, they've been pretty good, I think, so far in, in doing, and not just sort of pitting people against each other, but digging into the issues. Look, uh, we've seen how important these debates can be. I mean, look, Marco Rubio... If he hadn't had not had that bad five minutes in New Hampshire, he would have done lots better, uh, maybe. Yeah. Well, listen, I think Casey wouldn't even be in the race right now, and it'd be a much different situation. We've had this interesting, uh, somewhat odd and uh, mysterious quote from Mitt Romney in this last twenty-four hours. And if you folks haven't heard about this, Mitt Romney told an interviewer that he believes there is a bombshell. That's the word he used: is a bombshell hidden somewhere in Donald Trump's back taxes, and uh, Trump has not released his taxes. It's not a legal requirement by any means, but these guys do a lot, if not most of the time. What in the world is behind that, Jamie? Somebody has uh, decided that they would put that out there. That's a strong word, and it didn't just come out of the uh, sky. No, and it came from Mitt Romney, which, of course, but for a lot of Trump supporters, they could care less it came from Mitt Romney because they look at Romney as a failure and somebody that uh, did not win when he had the chance and should have won in their mind. So I do think that the tax return issue, I always look at the tax return issue, Chris, is this. We in the news media pay a lot more attention to, will the candidate turn over his tax returns? Why is he withholding his tax returns? And then when the uh, million pages of details get released, we all run off because we're busy. We don't have time to read through all that Math, stuff. math, exactly right. Yeah, what, if, exactly. what if it turns out, though, that he is uh, has years of back taxes he hasn't paid, or so, at least you know one big chunk of that, uh, look, or that he's not as yeah, rich as he if, says it, as he is? What, what if it's if something he like that? something wrong? What if he did this? What if? What if? Well, you know, we can what if our way all the way to the end of the earth. And, and it, you know, I would assume that the tax issue, if it's not solved right now in the Republican primary, then I would look for the Democrats to uh, throw an awful lot against Trump. I mean, I'll say this. I don't think Trump has faced anything so far. And I'm sure the Democrats are really, really pleased, actually, that the Republicans have not done much, because I think that the Democrats really believe that there's uh, fertile territory out there with Donald Trump and his record. By way of answer, by the way, Trump says he will determine whether or not to release those uh, tax records. He doesn't say he will. He doesn't say he won. But in one of his, you know, uh, trademark Kurt replies, he says he like will said, decide. Look for that. Uh, will he release his tax free records? And I, it will go on for that for weeks. And then when they finally get released, we'll be too busy and have to go on vacation to read them.
What you got on the campaign trail today? Staying in Houston, I guess, for the debate. The guy's pretty much all out of sight, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, they do stay out of sight, and that's why I'm tired of these debates. Uh, I would much rather be out driving uh, pell-mell through some small town to find some venue to interview people and go hear a candidate speak than waiting all day and all night for this. Uh, Unfortunately, I think this year has has had too many debates in too many of these town halls. I know it may be good for people at home, uh, but I do think the average voter, it suffers because they're not able to see the candidate out in the flesh as much. That's true. These things become TV shows for a national audience, not so much for the people in the state where the contest is being held, huh? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Now, the big thing to do starting tomorrow will be how many of the 10 Super Tuesday states can you get to after you leave here tomorrow morning in Houston, and where do you go over the next few days before Tuesday? We're live with Jamie Dupree. I'm Chris Chandler filling in for Herman Cain.